0: You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission—it's to help ten thousand runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today we talk to Rob Donkersloot. Rob was a very successful businessman, but like many successful business people, he was quite unhealthy. So he was overweight and he smoked a lot and he just led a rather unhealthy life. He knew something he had to give. Guess what? He started running. And then he found ultra trail running and he fell in love with that. And like so many people who are successful in areas of their life, he really took to it and has done all kinds of things in the ultra trail world. He's also gone and explored mindfulness and meditation and how they can benefit his running. And now he coaches other runners in how those things can help their running. Not only does it help their running, it also helps their life. This is a fascinating conversation that I am sure you will get a lot out of. So enjoy. Welcome to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast today. Rob Donkersloot, all the way from Western Australia. Hi, Rob.
1: Yeah. Hi, Michelle. How are you going?
0: Oh, awesome. It's so good to see you. Um, I've already had a bit of a poke around on the internet and seen the cool stuff that you've been up to. So I'm excited to get into that and share you with everyone because I think uh, you and I have Got a bit of synergy and a lot of stuff in the way we're thinking about running and movement and um, and mindfulness in a way, or that you know, and and the mind and how it can have, have a positive effect on our lives. So, before we do that, though, can you tell us where you grew up? So, tell us a little bit about young Rob.
1: Okay, so young Rob, uh, hmm. which is a very long time ago, oh. um, I was born in Holland. Mm-hmm. And we migrated to Australia in 1968 when I was eight years old. Oh. Um, yeah, and um, we migrated to Tasmania. And I know you're from Lawn Systems, so you
0: did yeah. not. I didn't know that. Actually, I did see yeah. on your Facebook that you'd been in Hobart, and I thought, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <So> <laughs> now I know why of the reasons why.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and. Yeah, so it was fantastic to go back. And the reason to go back to Tassie was um, Sean Kessler, who's who's the operator of um, Ultra Series Australia, was putting on an event in Hobart, mm-hmm. a, a backyard event. Mm-hmm. And um, they called the Devil's Lair, and it was supposed to be New Year's Eve or something, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. And... Um, Sean and I are really good mates and we've been mates for forever and you know, crewed for each other. And yeah, yeah. that's why he dogged like, you into the fantastic. podcast. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, um, and he, when he announced the race, I had a look to see where it was and I just thought, oh, I wonder where he's putting it on. And it ended up that the original course where he had it was pretty well exactly a kilometer from where I used to live in Blackman's no. Bay. Yeah, Aww. yeah, um, and I just thought, like, I, I've never been back, and I always wanted to go back. Wow. Um, and I thought this is too good an opportunity, so uh, booked it, and we yeah went back and um, had a uh, nine days um, staying at Kingston Beach, which is fantastic. Sort wow. of yeah. 200 meters from the scout hall where I used to go and doing you know, like it was, it was, oh, yeah, just, awesome. just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then we, I, at the end of it, we did sort of did a bit of a, a trip around the island yeah. and you know, all of the usual stuff, you know. Um, I saw you got up to Cradle, and yeah. Cradle, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and Launceston and then over across to Freshenay. And so, um, oh. anyway, like it, it was a, a brilliant, brilliant time. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, We could
0: have done this in person. We didn't have to do it on Zoom. We could have
1: done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But going back to the question in regards to um, my early years. Mm. So, yeah, eight years old, um, living in Hobart, and um, my mum and dad built a house right on the Derwent River pretty well. Mm It's like sort of 100 metres back. Oh, beautiful. Uh, And a little three-bedroom, one-bathroom place. Um, and, yeah, I went back there and had a look and sort of looked at the real estate values and sort of went, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and back then, um, it was a magic Tom Sawyer-like mm-hmm. existence. You I mean, like we lived in the river, even as nine- and ten-year-old kids just go swimming or exploring, um, and there's all housing at, at the back of where we used to live now but like there was a farm there with an orchard and you know I used to go to school in Kingston and I'd run through the bush to school and yeah so fantastic Uh, but then my father um, um, got a job in WA driving trucks Mm -hmm. so um, at the age of 11 so about three years later we all packed up and moved to Perth Wow, yeah. that's
0: about as far away as you can get.
1: <laughs> yeah, and totally, totally, yeah, totally, totally different. Totally different.
0: Yeah. You know, well, I grew up on King Island, and yeah. uh, my brother won a trip when we were in primary school to anywhere in Australia. And my mum said, Where can we go that's as far away as possible? And we went to Perth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fantastic.
2: That was kind of funny. <laughs> anyway,
0: um, so you're, you're in Perth. So was it Perth? Did you say? Like, was yeah. it was Australia? And you went to Perth?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yep, and um, I guess that's where I sort of started to get into sports. Um, like I did surf club, and I was pretty good at that. Yeah. Uh, sort of beach running and swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was an okay sort of runner at high school. Do you mean yep. like I was? Um, like typically I'd I'd win. Like I, was, you know, favorite events: hundred meters and eight hundred. Yep, and. Uh, you know, interschool sports had come along and I'd typically either place or win those. So Mm -hmm. do you mean like that was okay, but we only ever did that for, I don't know, that period, two months at a time or something, you know, when the athletic season Mm -hmm. was on in summer and and you'd do that and then when it was finished, you'd go back to playing basketball or baseball or whatever. And do you remember
0: thinking they are looking forward to the running? Was that a thing that as a kid you went, oh, this is really fun, I enjoy this?
1: No, I used to. Yeah, it I, it wasn't the physical act of running that I enjoyed, mm-hmm. but I it was something that I was actually really quite good at. So I, yeah. I quite enjoyed that part of it. You yeah. mean? I, I quite and and it was easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, where the other sports weren't so easy, you know. Okay. Like I yeah. You know, um but my main sport when I was a kid was basketball. I got quite good at that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um yeah. So um and that, really, that, that was all of my running. Um, I ended up um, going to secondary teachers college here in ah. Perth for a little while mm-hmm. and, and studied phys ed. Um, mm-hmm. um, but uh, after a little while, the education department and I decided that maybe it wasn't the best idea that I'd become a teacher. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so uh, uh, um, I went and did... Um, other stuff, and you know, as you as happens with a lot of people, when the, well, certainly back then, you know, when you're in your late teens, early twenties, it's about going out and partying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, I
2: remember
1: yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and like I still played basketball socially, yep. uh, but um, didn't really run again, um, or. Yeah, maybe twenty five years later. Oh wow, uh, that
0: is a long time. Uh, so what's, what what yeah. sort of work did you do in the meantime? Did you have a family? What what happened with yeah, your life? I fam- you started,
1: right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. um, I had a family. Yeah, yeah. I I had a family, and um I was working in uh, in advertising, mm-hmm. in advertising agencies, um, and that was quite sort of stressful and um a fast paced sort of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you Yeah. Know, i don't know if you've ever seen that show bewitched but I sort of that's what it was like you know yeah <laughs> <Was> <laughs> or, mad, of, Man, or mad mad even do you mean like a or lots of, of long shows. lunch
0: lots of long yeah, lunches talk, and stuff yeah, done talk, over you know so not a healthy kind of lifestyle either i, exactly. I picture you know lots of stress trying to get yeah. clients over the, i've also have a web development business in the past and yeah. Been been an online marketer for a long time in some form or other. So I kind of understand yeah. it a little bit, but I haven't yeah. had that many long lunches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, um, I got uh, quite overweight um, yeah. by you know, um, just overindulging, really. Yeah. Um, doing little exercise. I was smoking 30 cigarettes a day. Oh, wow. Um, um, Drinking too much. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm talking about how you used to be really good at basketball.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <That's> how... <laughs> and my my son, when he was seven years old, um, he's 35 now. Um, but um, he he watched that movie, The Mighty Ducks. I don't know if you've seen it. but I have, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and decided upon watching that film, that he was going to play ice hockey um, and he'd never skated in his life.
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful.
1: So um, so I said, yeah, okay. Um, and, um, yeah, started this journey of Bryn's ice hockey and mm-hmm. um, Bryn got quite good at ice, ice hockey. And one of my major failings is when I get, Involved with stuff, I really get involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I ended up being the president of the ice <laughs> hockey club, and uh, ended. Wow. Um, and um, I was in, I was invited to become the manager of the Australian under eighteen ice hockey team. That's amazing. And, and we were going and we were going to Mexico City for Division Three World Championships, right? Uh huh. So. Um we, yeah, which was incredible. Um and we first did a training camp for two weeks in Canada in British Columbia. Yeah. Um and then got on a plane and went down to Mexico City. Wow. Um and on one of the off days, um we all got on a bus and went to the Aztec pyramids just mm-hmm. outside of yeah. Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing, then, I'm not sure if it still is. It could be cultural reasons why it stopped. But the thing was to to climb the pyramids, right?
2: Yep. Yep. yep.
1: And everybody else there climbed the pyramids, but I was... stayed at the bottom because it was too hard. You know? <laughs> like I knew I wouldn't be able to do yep. that. And I think that sort of started the the thought processes going that something needed to. Needed Mm. to change. So, how long ago Uh, was that? Well, that was probably 20 years ago. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, came home, and it wasn't immediate, but. Mm. um,
0: That was the spark.
1: That was the start. And also, people in the advertising industry I was working with, people older than me, but do you mean people were very unhealthy, having Mm. to go into hospital, having. Triple bypass operations, and Mm -hmm. it it just it just Just wasn't saw your future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and really, that's what it came down to. I like, there was one morning, where I just thought, if I don't change, I will die. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, started doing some um, some research online and um, found that uh, dieting was good. But yeah. part of that was exercise mm-hmm. um, and um, started running. Um, found the Couch to 5K program.
0: Yes, yeah. so you are um, not the first person on this podcast to say that Couch to 5K was there, you know, the thing that kept them going in those beginning days. To yeah, totally. To moving, yeah. you know, more than, yeah. uh, you know, between one yeah. pole to another.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's yeah, so I started there and then, you know, my first 5K race, and then it's everybody's story after that. 5K becomes 10, 10 becomes a half, <laughs> half becomes a marathon, marathon, marathon well, becomes 80K, 50 miler. Is it everyone's story? Miles, that... Et cetera, et, cetera, et cetera.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that everyone's story? I'm not sure. Sometimes, yes. But, you know, even when I, after I did my first marathon, I can remember people saying, You'll either be someone who runs one marathon or you'll run multiple. Nobody runs two, for example. Yeah. You know, those kind of sayings. Yeah. And there are yeah. other people who go, I'll never run more than 10K. It's kind of like mm-hmm. one of those things. But it sounds like you like with the ice hockey, once you get, you know, into whatever hobby or endeavor it is, and it becomes a part of who you are and your identity. You just yeah. fully embrace it. It's probably yeah. Well, the,
1: like the <laughs> funny thing was, so when when I started running, I said to my wife, I said, "I'm going to start running, but I'm all I'm going to do is run. I'm not going to organise anything. I'm not going to do anything. All I'm going to do is go along and run." Right? How did that go? For and you? and I ended up being the president of Aura. So yeah. So there, there you, you go.
0: go. That's <laughs> how it went for you.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I, tick. Um,
1: <laughs> um,
2: I'm still yeah.
0: kind of my brain is still saying um, ice hockey and Western Australia, not to mention ice hockey and Australia. Like you just don't think of it as necessarily being a sport where Australians would have much to do. You know, just I suppose like any winterish sport, we don't have that much going on in that
2: area, or do oh, we? I mean, I like could be wrong be in Tassie.
1: You don't like it? Like it was fun. Yeah, but we were playing Division Three World Championships. Do you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. which was really sort of Division Six because there's mm-hmm. Division Two A, B. Mean, like oh, and <laughs> wow. So we we're playing countries like Mexico and, and Canada, China, I and yeah, but oh, uh, but yeah. so like, we, but we, we yeah, but like Canada and the US and Sweden and Switzerland, yeah. these like, they play in Division A, right? Mm-hmm. And we. We went to canada to do our a um, training camp and we're uh, we were situated in a place called Osoyas, which is um guessing about 100k um east of vancouver
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it's still it's like a, a a small town yeah uh, with um 3, people right mm-hmm. and you can think of any country town in australia yeah um and uh, these country towns, they they have uh, junior ice hockey teams, right? Um, and this was junior B league in in British Columbia, and and but but these teams are for the town, are massive. Like mm-hmm. you know, the, these kids are, are seen as idols as they yeah. they walk around.
0: They all aspire to. Yeah.
1: So the the first game we played was. Uh, it was against the a Sawyers Storm, I think they were. Um, and they beat us 20 nil. No. That was Australia versus, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and that just shows you the difference in, you know, in um, should, say, should have said to quality. them, okay,
0: you come and do some surfing at our place. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> no,
1: but it's, it's exactly the same. I mean, it'd be like the, the um, Canadian cricket team coming to play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In Bunbury yeah. or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, totally They'd would. still get thrashed. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, so, what did your kids and your family think when you started, you know, this change of your life, really, or adopting a new way?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think everybody was happy yeah. do you know I mean Like, yeah, um, why not? Um, yeah. Um, Bryn, my son, I, he was going for his driver's license at the time. Um, I remember my first 5K race, and he'd driven me to the race to get time on his yeah. on his learner plates, yeah. you know. Yeah. So he was waiting for me to finish, and I finished and sort of collapsed in front of the car, and I was still smoking, and I, I had a cigarette. And I remember the look on his face going, <laughs> What are you doing? You Even know? he
0: knew that really what didn't quite work.
1: <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah. And That's that was great. the last cigarette I ever smoked. So Oh wow. Yeah, we were like you could I knew I couldn't do both. So yeah. What, yeah.
0: what made you go longer and longer? Is it just as you said, it just seemed like a natural progression for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And and you have to remember times then were different. You know, like mm-hmm. um like now in WA we've we've got some sort of ultra running event seemingly every two, three, four weeks. Yep. Um and back then there was nothing, really, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um and uh Dave Kennedy who, who's now the race director of uh WTF, um, Lark Hill, um he um, organised a run called Six Inch and mm-hmm. um, that, that was my introduction to to ultra running um, and that's 47 Ks um, on the Mundabidi Trail down south. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the year that we I first did it, I think there were 17 of us and it was just totally fat ass and sort of off we went and now there's 300, 400 people and we do that. Same time every year, and it's official, and you know, everybody gets serious about it, but yeah, so it was different. So I I ran that, and then it was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And I thought 100k would be good. Um, Mm. and there wasn't anything local in terms of anything further, yeah. Uh, yeah, And I didn't really want to to travel for it, Mm -hmm. so I thought I'll, I'll just start my own event. So, so I did, so I started something called the Kep Ultra, which Again in the first year we ran fat ass. I think there was I don't know, ten of us or something. Wow. Ran this hundred K thing from uh Northam, which is a hundred, you know, about hundred Ks um east um of Perth. Um and and ran that. Um and that then became an official event and wow. and we used do you mean know, like it, it it's I used to have a lottery for it because, mm-hmm. uh, but um, people who volunteered got automatic entry into the mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I had many more people uh, volunteering than I needed because they wanted to run the race. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, like I was, I was like to invent positions for people that like you go yeah. and stand there for 10 hours, you know? <laughs> Which is great, uh, but it's been wonderful to see, um, to see the whole sport just develop. So it has. I mean,
0: it's changed a lot, hasn't it? Like, if you
1: think you have got no idea. I yeah. mean, like once once upon a time, a hundred miles used to be a long way. Believe it's it or not.
0: Just like, I feel a little bit cheated because I've only done sixty k at the most, and I thought that was pretty. In fact, when I first did a marathon, I thought it was pretty impressive. Mm. But now, it's and that was kind of the pinnacle. I think we even have De Costello come out to the start of the race and say, you know, you're only the 1% of people in the world will ever do a marathon. But now I feel like maybe 10% and it's 1% that do ultras or something. Yeah. I don't know. So sort of just feel a bit cheated, like I said.
1: Yeah. Anyway, try I, that hard. <laughs> yeah. So I had to travel for, for my first miler and I, I travelled to Queensland to run Glasshouse.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, which was, I think, there was only two or three hundred milers in Australia back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Great North Walk was another, and there might have been another, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, went there, uh, did that clear the first year, uh, went back and finished that. Um, and um, I online, um, I was. I was following um, on, this is before Facebook, and there used to be a site called Cool Runnings. I don't know if people could talk to you about that. But, I know um, of Cool the, the, Running. I've yeah, been yeah, running for yeah, but actually it, a little bit like longer
2: than you. So. <laughs> Just not so, as like
1: the, you would So you know, right? So <laughs> yeah, that, that used to running. be huge. Um, and I, yeah, I people were talking about a race called Coast to Kosciuszko. Mm-hmm. And um, there were sort of live updates happening. Yeah. Um Of that race in um 2009 i guess yeah um and um yeah i i was um just so attracted to it to 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 that event um and like that that year there was this massive storm on on the the way up from perisher and you know, this crew's posting up going, oh, you know, the runner can't see and there's snow and there's sleet. Oh, wow. and, you know, everybody's going to die. And, you know, <laughs> um, and um, I went and crewed that a um, couple of years later and um, because what well, back then one of the, the, the ways that you could get an entry uh, was oh, it helped to have yeah. had some experience in terms of crewing. So yeah. I went and did that. Um, that was a fantastic experience. And I ended up running two coaster cozies. So that was, yeah, that was big.
0: That's amazing. I, yeah. um, we've had um Amy Lampret here. Yeah. She's a bit of a coaster cozy recently in the last couple of years. Yeah. I think um she's been on the podcast as well. I think this last year I was just, talk- I was away with one of her crew this weekend <laughs> Um. Hanging out, and she was saying, "I think there was snow this this last year, this last one at, near the end, or I think it was really yeah. cold anyway. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it was a bit hairy. So it sounds like the kind of race that gives you that kind of um, keeps the adrenaline going, yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah, and and you like one of the things I love about running is the friendships and relationships mm. that you make, and I've I've made so many friendships out of mm. Costa to cozy." Um, and some of the other races that I've done, um, you know. So, like I've crewed at Costa Cosy maybe three or four times, wow. um, just for for uh, different friends. I, mm-hmm. I I crewed for for Sean Kessler there, um, and um, I met Mick Thwaites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mick actually came across and and ran my cap run. So Mick's from from Queensland. Um, But I met him again at Costa Cosi the year after, yeah, um, and became friends. And I I crewed him a couple of times at at Costa Cosi, yeah. Um, and from that, the, like the friendship became really close, and mm. ended up crewing for him twice at Badwater, and oh and, wow, <laughs> and six day race in Milwaukee, and twenty four hour world championships in oh, in okay. Belfast, and you know, mean? like it. it I don't. It, really like it it over is, your it's like it, it, <laughs> no, I, I it a ways, It's, it's just a ridiculous journey, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, you just sort of start and sort of off you go. Yeah.
0: Or oh, you wouldn't change uh, a bit of it?
1: No, no. no.
0: Does and, your uh, race still exist? Sorry, Rob.
1: Uh, no. So, uh, what happened? Because some of it was on the road. Mm. um mm-hmm. and also and it was on an old fire trail yeah um and you know with fire trail you've got roads sort of crossing them mm-hmm. you know um and the early years um the authorities didn't seem to mind so much but then people sort of started to notice that 100 people were running <laughs> running <Yep>. down <laughs> every year and and you know they said that we had to have uh, traffic management plans and everything else and mm. And that included lots of signage and marshals yep. and God knows what. Um, and the cost of that was just ridiculous. And 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 like we did it one year, but the impost on the volunteers was just yeah. so ridiculous. You know, like I <clears throat> having volunteers out at 2 a.m. in the morning, you know, driving utes around, putting signs yeah. out, you know, and, and I'm talking hundreds of signs, yeah. you know, like it was ridiculous. Um, so... Um, Yeah, I I, I finished it. Um, Sean actually started again a couple of years ago, but he started to run into the same sorts of problems. So it ran for two more years later. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, The last time last year, but it won't be happening again for the same thing, which is really unfortunate, right? It is. It's hard, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, yeah, don't get me started. (laughs) I've
0: been since my early, since my late 20s. I've been on a running club committee here, the Longceston yeah. Running Club. We do handicap races all through winter, about 20 yeah. races a year. And we've been a road running club mostly. Um, and, yes, now a lot of that is really coming to the fore and we've, we're having to drop a lot of the courses that have been around since even, like the club's been around since 1948. So yeah. it's got a lot of history and a lot of the races have been, you know, in place in the calendar mm-hmm. usually. Um and we're having to drop them because they're, you know, just too dangerous or too prohibitive to, to put on the road. Yeah. Um, even though we're only talking about, you know, five to twenty ones, so we're not talking about ultras or anything, which is again that extra. As you said, you yeah. know, having volunteers and uh, out there and all hours. Um, yeah. putting so I ended
1: on. up. Mm-hmm. I ended up seeing a, a race called the Last Annual Ball State Race, mm-hmm. um, um, and I saw that in I don't know two thousand and. 11 2012 mm-hmm. and it was like another coast to cozy moment and i just thought i want to do that and it's um 300 miles 500 k's across tennessee <laughs> uh and it's it's run by um lazarus lake yeah uh, and um so um in 2018 i i, I went and did that race <laughs> and i and that's all okay. road, right? Like, yeah, you sort of, um, you start, um, you know, on the um, the western side of Tennessee, um, yep. or in Kentucky, actually, mm. and 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 you sort of finish on the, the eastern side. All on road, major highways doing. So, how um, do they
0: do that? Like, is that? I mean, the litigious nature of America. I don't I don't but the reputation I, I, of that is like <laughs>
1: I've, I've I've got no idea. Wow. You heard I, I've I've got no idea. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I I think it's sort of like don't tell anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> but um
0: and don't get hit by a car.
2: <laughs> Please.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, no and and the danger is very real. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no I guess it's down to how much mm risk you you're willing to willing to take yourself. You know?
0: I was also part of um I was a race director for a little while for Convicts and Wenches here. all oh, right um, Yeah, yeah.
1: That was one a- of Ian's right. The Ian's yeah. yeah. So
0: he talked me into that. So I was a um, race director for three years before he passed away, unfortunately. But um yeah. The sleepless nights of, you know, because that it's a different sort of danger. We're not talking about roads and things, but Mm -hmm. if somebody hurt themselves out there, which is a lot of those ultra runs that you do and have been involved in, um, that's one of the things that as a race director would keep me up at night thinking, you know, making sure there was enough things in place that if something, God forbid, did happen, that all the things were set up that, you know, we could get them out easily and blah, 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 which, depending on where it happened, would easy is a relative term. <laughs>
2: because
1: yeah.
0: They're in the middle of nowhere, basically. It's like
1: Yeah. No, totally.
0: It's so it's um, as a participant, you don't often think about those things. You just go out there, or at least I don't when I'm a participant. I just go out there and and um, you know, you think you're kind of looking after yourself when you've got your aid stations and things, but you don't realise all of the other things that are going on in the background. In the planning stages to make it as safe as possible.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. but I, I, you know, like I always say too, the to guys who who are running that, in the end of the day, they still need to take responsibility mm. for their own actions. Do you mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I remember, again, some years ago, but there was a hundred miler down in Patagonia. Yeah, um, and um, a guy died uh, between mm-hmm. eight stations uh, in a snowstorm. Yeah, um, and you just everybody online got stuck into the into the race organisers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat my wife down and I said, if anything ever happens to me in a race, mm, do it, it, it's down to me. <laughs> don't don't go after the race yeah. director. It, like it's me. I need to be responsible for my own actions, mm-hmm. and that's the way I I go into every race. There's I mean.
0: there's so many variables. Like, That's right. That sounds like weather to me. Like, a, yeah. and weather is not predictable in those, especially those oh, kind well, of areas,
1: especially in Patagonia. Mm. Like, what, what are you going to expect? Yeah.
0: Definitely snow, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, but snow. Beautiful vistas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've gone off and and you've taken on this um, love of ultra running especially trail events by the sound of it has been more your style i assume um even though you've done some road oh no i love
1: I, I love it all just all of it yeah like i yeah i, I love like I, there's a lot of people who don't like road running mm. i love it mm-hmm. i like a yeah. 500 k's in tennessee was magic um you know i Thank ran you. across i ran across some boa you know and like the all on the road that was magic I, I love it. Well, it's a, you don't need to think too much, you know, rather than yeah. you're looking well, at your feet the whole time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you just,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a bit like um, swimming in a pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: I, I never life. thought of it that way, but you're right, it is.
0: <laughs> so they both serve different purposes perhaps for you. They, they feed different things. You yeah, look at totally. it in a different way. Yeah. What do you do? Well, what have you been what have you done in the last 20 years in your work life so we were talking before about you being in advertising did you stay in advertising what did you
1: no when the did internet you? came around um i thought i saw the internet and this is going back to um 87 88 so really really early days yep. and um i thought sort of this is the future um and started one of the first web development firms in perth Oh, and 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 we we were um, carrying this this massive uh, Mac um up and down St George's Terrace, which is the, our main financial mm-hmm. district here, and presenting to massive companies and I'd be saying this is something called email and one day <laughs> everybody's going to be using it.
0: And you were saying <laughs> your laptop was a massive Mac <laughs>
1: <You were kidding. laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah so anyway, i got I got I got um, um, into online and and ended up being sort of uh, part of a company that ended up floating and wow. the, um, but I, and my son got to about eleven, I think, mm-hmm. and I was working sixty, seventy hours mm-hmm. a week. Um, and I just came to a decision where money and success isn't worth this, um, and um, I took a bit of a back seat. So, yep. but I'm I'm still involved in in online. So, yeah, you know, my official title is online marketing strategist, um, and 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 that works really well for me. You know,
2: yeah.
0: So, you put hours in each week, or do you yeah. or you just um are there as a consultant in like if that makes sense so they
1: yeah yeah no i makes sense i'm I'm uh, I work um, about thirty hours a week okay uh, for um, um, quite a major um health services company in mm-hmm. australia, yeah um um, but I do that from home, and, I, and the hours are pretty flexible. Yep. So when I look outside and go, "Oh yeah, yep. I'll, time to go for a run," and you yeah, know, so 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 that's good. And as well as that, I've got some other clients who I do bits and pieces for. Yeah, uh, you know, just enough, just enough manageable stuff. You know, yep. um, and then I've got my coaching, which probably takes up more time than than, than anything. anything. Else? But, <laughs> Um, but I love it, you know. So, and that—that's that, what it's become for me. You know, it's you know, just just letting go of, of all of those typical business mm. pressures that a lot of people sort of.
0: It sounds a lot like a lot like us, really. Like my, husband. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had a web development business and we had an online marketing business, and now I have um, you know one major client really that I do work for in uh, online and yeah. a couple of others that it gets sprinkled around but you know my time i can be flexible with my time yeah um, like that as well and you know work at night if i need to so i can adventure during the day usually <laughs> and do other things when the sun's up yeah. um yeah so i yeah i understand that totally we even took three of our younger children away overseas for 18 months um for the same reason that you just described, and we were getting trapped in that cycle of yeah. working as many hours as you could because you had all the clients, and then it was bringing in lots of money and stuff. But it was not bringing in happiness, and the kids weren't, yeah. weren't seeing us a lot, yeah. so or at least not in a quality way. So yeah, we we did it in a different way than you, in that we we ran away <laughs> for eight months, but uh, it was. It was awesome, um, and still is awesome now because we we learnt from those things and yeah. came back. Well, that's what that's. A, I, I look
1: things. back, and that's one of the best decisions I've made. Mm. Absolutely, mm. Yeah.
0: that's fascinating. So tell me more about your coaching. How did that come about?
1: Um, I'll have. I'll go back. Mm-hmm. So I was being coached, and, and th- again, this this is going way back, and now. Every second person you meet's a coach, and mm. um, but back, back then there were hardly any coaches. Certainly, I didn't know of any Australian coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, there probably were some, um, but anyway, I, I I was I found Carl Meltzer online, and and um, was coached by Carl, right? Yep. Um, and Carl's a real man's man sort of a coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which was which was good um, and he wrote to me one day and, and he said uh, Rob I'm going to do this FKT end to end of the Appalachian Trail um, I'm going to be gone for three months um, um, I'll, be in, I'll be in touch when I'm back and, and I thought well, that doesn't sort of really work for me. Like I've got Costa Cozzi coming up. (laughs) Can you stop Uh, on the way and just, you know, pick up the phone somewhere on the trail? (laughs) And I was, and and this all happened while we were, I think we were at Badwater. And so I was with Mick and Mick was being coached by Martin Fryer. Uh Um, And, and Mick said, um, I'll have a word to Martin and, and, and see if if he's got some space. And mm-hmm. um, you know of Martin, right?
0: Um, no, I don't. Okay, all right. So expecting.
1: so so yeah. So Martin is uh, a, a fabulous runner in his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, in terms of he, he held the Australian forty-eight hours record oh, wow. for a long yeah. time. Uh, other than janus so when you talk yeah. australian records it's always other than janus yeah. Um he's run massive six-day races he's fantastic he was Giannis the coach story. coach of the australian 24-hour team um okay. and he um tends to coach sort of elite runners
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: um so you'll find that a lot of the people on the Australian 24-hour running team have sort of been coached by Martin at mm-hmm. one stage or another. Yep. So, um, and I had met uh, Martin at a previous Coast to mm-hmm. Um So um, Mick set up the invitation and, and Martin was generous enough to take on poor old me uh, for a while. Um, and which was great. And, um, and you, you know, as a coach, you know, you you have, when people get in touch, you have that sort of first discussion interview sort of thing, you know, and Martin said to me, he said, what do you love about running Rob? And I, I said, I said, I love the excitement. I said, I love the adrenaline. I love, that's why you mm. like
0: the coast Cosy Oscars, which go most wrong weather yeah. <laughs> I, I, I
1: love that feeling when I'm standing on the beach at Costa Cozy and the adrenaline's coursing through my veins. And I love the weeks leading up to it, you know, wow. when that excitement's building.
0: That's
1: amazing. And Martin said, "Rob, that's totally wrong."
0: I was going to say that's the bit I really hate. Actually, I get really anxious and I'm like, no, I'm scared.
1: Yeah, and Martin said, that, that's, "That's totally amazing. wrong." And he said, "You know, you need to be
0: <laughs> have a out. level
1: of stillness. You need calm. <laughs> you need to be peaceful." Interesting. You know, and 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 Martin's the first to admit he's a bit of a sort of hippie coach. Mm -hmm. um and and he anyway um he introduced me to meditation as as part yeah so yeah um and a number of of martin's runners um have been introduced to meditation mindfulness that way Mm -hmm. um and um so i and and it was pretty simple sort of meditation back back then um um, but it really helped me. So three months later, I got to stand on the beach at Costa Cozzi, and I'm standing there, and I've got, I'm totally calm, totally peaceful, uh-huh. and I'm thinking this is either going to go really, really well or really, really badly. <gasps> and um, I had the most fantastic run. Um wow. Three hour PB. I mean, like it was three just. Hours. It was, it was just it was just magic. So anyway, the and, and that introduced me to the power of, of meditation. Um and I, I, I'd i sort of seen it before where um there's there's a West Australian guy by the name of Graha Cunningham. I don't know if you cross him, but mm-hmm. he's he's run and won the Sri Chinmoy self-transcendence race in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, um you know, so that's uh Five thousand k's over fifty days, around a one mile. Uh, no, it's two and a half mile, I think. I, I um, heard about it the other day. Well,
0: Sean was talking about it. That was the first yeah, time yeah. I'd heard about that race yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, but Grahak had spoken at at a at an ultra running function some years before that I'd attended, and and Grahak's a, a follower of Sri Chinmoy, and I don't know. Sometimes you just meet these people and and. And they're just at a different level in in terms of their their level of peace and calm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Graf was one of those people. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you could see it. You you know you can look across the room and and see it mm-hmm. in people. Mm-hmm. Um, so between those things, um, I and I'm, I'm I'm really a little bit ashamed for. It that I decided to investigate meditation to why? improve my running, right?
0: To improve your, sorry, I interrupted you.
1: To, to improve my running, right? Oh, you're running. So why were you I, ashamed? I, because, I, because, because I look at it now and and it was, it, my real discovery of meditation was for purely egotistical mm. Reasons. Yeah. So when you say uh, improve, do you mean
0: faster or do you, like is was that your goal? We, we've no, because
1: we have had a No, because I because you because you... you look at that, you look at the Shri Chinmoy race in New York, right? And mm. and there's twenty people doing that for fifty days, and you look at those people and and they are not fantastic athletes, mm. you know. Um, yes, they train and, and they, they run pretty yep. well, but they run fifty days hundred K's a day. Right. Yeah. And I, and at Volstate, state, I ran seven days, averaging 65Ks a day. And I know how broken I was at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, and, and I, I looked at that Sri Chinmoy race and the people running it, and I thought, whatever they have is what I want.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah. it's more and, and, and of an experience. Thing, like it's not. No, but, it, yeah. But no, but, but I, I wanted the ability to be able to to to, to run for fifty days, hundred k's a day, right? Mm-hmm. And then the and and the, the and the only thing that that was the difference between them and me was that they were meditating for mm-hmm. hours and hours a day. Yeah.
0: So when you when you say you're ashamed, you're ashamed, as you said, because you, you my, think that's a more selfish my motiva- kind of motivation.
1: My, my motivation you know. wasn't pure, you know, it was all sort of, because people yeah. because. because because what, what's happened is the outcome has been an amazing transformation in my life. You know, forget run. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. It,
1: yeah. And and everywhere yeah. in your life. Yeah. So anyway, um, so it, it, I, I started doing this meditation thing and, and um, started meditating regularly and started to realize the benefits um And I was seeing, you know, helping at at, at events and people melting down at aid stations and and quitting mm-hmm. when they they sh- there was no reason for them to quit., yeah. um, you know, people getting really angry, um, suffering a lot to and 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 uh, and I just thought, if I can teach a little bit of what I know, some some other people might benefit. So you know, three and a half years ago um, I decided to run a little pilot and yeah. I put I just put up a, a post um, in one of the Facebook groups, local Facebook running groups and said, look, you know if anybody's interested, I'm going to do some mindfulness sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do 12 weeks hour a week. Um and I just want to run as a pilot. I, I just want six people um and posted it up and sort of half an hour later I had twelve people wanting to do it. And <laughs> that's amazing. So so I, I ended up doing two different sessions of, of six people each.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um and so we did that and at the end of at the end of the sessions, um one of the people doing that came over and said, Hey, would you coach me? And I'd I'd never really thought about coaching. Mm. I thought, yeah, okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And, um, and it, and it was, and the people who'd done the 12 weeks reported that they'd had real benefit from it. Mm. Um, And then Sean with ultra series contacted me about four months later and said, I want to start this sort of panel of coaches up with ultra series. Yeah, do you want to be part of it? And I said, yeah. Well, I well I thought about it and and I said, yeah, look, I I will, but I have I need to focus it on the mindset stuff. Yeah, you know, like it like if it's if it's about me writing, running plans. Mm. You know, if that's all I'm doing, I'm not interested. And mm. and Sean said, no, 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 you do what you want so mm. um so started two and a half years ago mm-hmm. two people mm-hmm. um and yeah that's grown to you know like I've, I've got 35 people as part of the community now um sort of active people that i'm coaching not just from the mindset perspective because the what happens people go go on breaks or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and continue with the mindset stuff Um, but in terms of the physical coaching there's probably about 20 now which to be honest is as much as i can handle yeah Um, as
0: individuals if you're giving them individual
1: yeah yeah and and it's been the most beautiful thing Like like the the yeah it is so rewarding in in terms of and and as well as the run coaching um i do similar to what we're doing now is Mm -hmm. is we do a weekly zoom meeting Mm -hmm. where we talk mindset stuff yeah um and um for example after a a race everybody will debrief on their race experience yeah and and what I found is, is is that we've created this most amazing community of supportive people, you know, and and I, I don't think there, there's anybody that there are similar sort of coaching experiences mm. because people don't do that, right? People get coached by the coach. and then they go and run they might get get together at a park run every now and again but that's about it right there's there's no, you know other than the t-shirt they're wearing that says xyz coach Mm. there's no real community Mm. but we've got this massive thing where everybody shows up well not everybody but you know on a regular basis people show up and and communicate online so like that's that's been magic and um uh, you mean know, what I, I've loved about it is you know like I used to be really analytical about business and yeah. and and if I was going to do something, I'd write a massive business plan and mm-hmm. that's the plan and that's year one and that's year two and that's yeah, year three projections yeah <laughs> and and for this, I, I just thought I'm just going to let it be totally organic. you know whatever happens happens mm-hmm. um, which has been wonderful because I've been able to switch stuff. In and out as mm. as needed yeah um but a really a really integral part as you probably realize is the meditation side of things mm. so when people join me that we do do a 13 week what i call the core sessions and mm-hmm. and that's an hour a week and then after that they join the the, the general community um but during those core sessions i teach five meditation techniques mm-hmm. um and then Meditation becomes a really important part uh, of the ongoing, and I mean, like, and and people sort of adapt it differently. You know, there are people, some people who may meditate ten minutes every now and again, yeah. But then I've got some core people who are meditating an hour every single day, wow. um, going to meditation retreats, studying. At the Buddhist Open University, I mean, like it, it's it's become ridiculous. So, well, not ridiculous. It's become, it's become, become ridiculous amazing. Thing. Yeah, and 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 for me, when when you talk mindfulness and 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 meditation, I, you can sort of do that on a, on a pretty sort of superficial sort of mm-hmm. level. And, mm-hmm. and I guess that's where I started as mm-hmm. well. Um, but. Um, what what I've come to realize over time is that you really need to adopt some of the spiritual teachings as well. Mm-hmm. And just doing meditation might give you 10% and just looking at the spiritual sort of, teachings gives you another 10% but when you combine it that's when the magic happens like that's that's when you get 100% more more than 20% you get get 100% so so what was happening was at these at these zoom sessions I was wanting to talk on more spiritual subjects Mm -hmm. and introduce them but I didn't want to come across as an evangelist you know and like I, I don't want to do that and in the end we had a sort of a, a, a community meeting and and I I said to the guys, I said, Look, I'm having this issue where mm. if sometimes I, I want to talk about something, but I'm going, Oh, this is gonna freak people out, you know. <laughs> uh, and and everybody was it's really good and everybody just said, Rob, um, you know, we're all adults, you know, post what you want, talk about what you want, yeah. and we can figure out whether we accept it or not. And and yeah. so so that was terrific. So what I decided to do was introduce one additional Zoom session a week, which mm-hmm. is what we call our meditation focus session. Mm-hmm. And during that, we look at we like we we do group meditation, uh, like a forty-five minute meditation every couple of weeks. During the other weeks, we might listen to some sort of a Dharma talk, or um, yeah, all, 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 all sorts of stuff mm. but we rarely talk running during that yeah yeah and what's think. come out of all of that is is and and not everybody goes to that right so I've said like there's a community of about 35 it's probably about a dozen who sort of come along mm-hmm. to that meditation focus yeah. up regularly and that's great you know mm-hmm. and and there's people there you know who I'll talk to and they'll say Rob, you know, like the the difference this has made to my life. But hmm. like I don't care about the running stuff anymore. Do you mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it, you know, and yeah. and it's, it's been magic. Like it's been great. Um, and I'm I'm in sort of the the lucky situation now where I don't need to look for new people. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and also for a while, I was sort of getting people who thought by. Doing the course sessions for thirteen weeks, that so they'd have all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it was like a quick fix. Yeah, I'll yeah. go and do mindset with Rob, and then and then I'm a better runner. Yeah. <laughs> and and now, if people want to sort of take part, and uh, like I, I've sort of got the the doors closed, but if somebody's really really interested, mm. um, I'll have a chat to them, and, and it almost becomes like an interview. Yeah. situation you know and and it's you and know, I say to these people you know like it's what well, what we're doing is it's a 30-year journey you know mm-hmm. like that it's not something that you're going to get in 12 weeks you know it's and and in terms of the real benefits you know it's two years from now a lot um, of
0: like as you know I've done a little bit of the mindfulness training in the last little bit which is what so I've done a John Cabot Zen you know, stress yep. thingy um and had done some spiritual stuff over the years as well but the big thing that I've taken away from a lot of that is to what you were just talking about it is a journey and it's not a journey where the destination is at there's no distant like you don't reach not, the end of not. it and it's that's why it's called practice as well like it's not it's a practice it's not that you practice it and then become proficient in it. It's just yep. a practice that you do forever. It's just it's almost like playing with the English language with that word. Um, was it diet or something instead? Some you know you should change your lifestyle, or you know you've been using the word mindset as well. Then um, I think that's where people think it. As you said, it's a quick fix. I'll come in and I'll I'll work out what it is that's going on with my head when I yeah. work with Rob, and then that'll be done. So I'll be yeah. able to just get on with my running and follow my well, <laughs>
1: running journey. Like It'll be you, like going on a diet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when, not, I,
1: when I started, I actually used to say to people, all you need to do is meditate for 10 minutes a day, right? Mm-hmm. But what I found is that it's those people who meditate for an hour a day mm-hmm. right, who yeah. get the real, real benefits, That's right? And you see it. You you see it. You see the difference in them, you know? Um yeah. And like I don't want to scare anybody off. And if you want to do ten minutes of you know mm-hmm. meditation from guided meditations that you download on an app, terrific. And and, and 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 it's <laughs> better doing that than nothing. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it, the more you do, and yeah, you, the, there's no risk of injury from meditating. No, team, you know <laughs>
0: that's a good point. <laughs> um, for me. I've been exploring you know, the, uh, being mindful in movement as well. Mm. And mostly because I understand and I agree with everything that you've said, but because I still got my marketing head on to a degree and I want to make the biggest impact ultimately in the work that I choose to do in my life going forward. And I want to explore some of these things that you, you were talking about. When I combine all of that, my and probably because I'm a bit lazy, I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> trying to put together um, easy ways for people to be more mindful because I think that's the first sort of stepping stone, and that is slowing down because of the world that we live in right now is so crazy. You know, you and I both come from uh, backgrounds where we've been involved in technology. Um, in sort of leading-edge ways in some ways. And as a result, you've got to be on top of the technology and the technology is always there and it's always trying to get your attention. And yeah. and we're aware of it. Everyone else, like a lot of other people in the community, are passively doing it. Like I know that I'm doing it way too much and I know that so many other people in the community are doing it like all the time. They're just their lack of... We're never alone with our own thoughts or our own... You you know exactly what I'm saying. So. Yeah. When we go running, though, or I guess other activities as well, but I pick on running because it's my passion, I feel like it has an opportunity for us to take those moments back from the craziness that is a modern world. And in, if you do it in a focused way with some mindfulness involved too, where you're focusing on your breath or your surroundings, or so it's just a very surface level, as you said before, of what you've been talking about, It's a stepping stone, and it gives you some relief. And I did some study into neuroscience, and they talked about what's going on in your brain when you're running, especially when we sort of hit some of those levels where we're we're playing with that with our mind. And it looks exactly like meditation. Mm. Like so, that's physical science proof that that running is, and can be used in that in that way as well. And I think though, if as you said, if you practice. If you use it in conjunction, I should say, with deliberate meditation, then your body will be even, you know, more adept to being more mindful yeah. and more in that. Does that make yeah. sense
1: to you? Yeah, I know, totally. I totally hear what you're saying. So, so with with what I teach, I, I teach techniques that people can use. They can <laughs> meditate while running, um, so without running um, into anything, or closing their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I remember years ago, like b- before I started the coaching and everything, um uh, but I started to get a little bit deeper into my meditation. I posted on Facebook, and I said something like, oh, "I've been on this wonderful run and and I tried to be I, I was being really my mi- mindful uh, during the run, and it was a fantastic experience. Mm. And Martin Fryer um, replied and and said, "Rob, one day it will just be' And oh. and I I, and I looked at him. And I thought, what the hell is he on about? One day it will just be, you know, it's just like you know some sort of kung fu master giving you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> a bit like that. Or is and, it, and um, I, and, where yeah. he was
0: a painting on, painting off, and that movie. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: right, and and I I'm didn't future. get it. I didn't <laughs> understand. But it's only now, well, in the last few years, and and. And some of the guys that meditate uh, significantly during the week, mm-hmm. um, when they're reporting back on on running to a hundred milers, you know those sorts mm-hmm. of events. Yeah. You know, and I say I say to them, you know, did you bring in the meditation during the during the run, mm-hmm. etc.? And they say, No, I, I don't. I don't need to do that anymore because I just am. Right, so uh, because yeah. right, they, because what happens is, if you meditate for long, long enough, regularly enough, you will just become more mindful in everyday life, and and that will mm-hmm. become your new state. So you don't need to think about being mindful because that's just the new you. It's
0: like diet versus lifestyle. Mm. So you know, making healthy choices just becomes what you do versus yeah. sticking to some diet that says yeah. you can't do certain things or whatever. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just you choose that all the time. Yeah. yeah I love that. that's awesome. It's so cool. I I remember when I was first trying to explore a lot of this um a few years ago I was like, nobody's talking about this <laughs> there's you know the odd book here and there you know uh, about running and being more mindful and
2: well
1: there's um, there's, 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 there's very little
0: now but it's not yeah it's still yeah. at the beginning oh, there's
1: there's the very little and it's it's only. Just a few months ago, I I discovered a book called *The Competitive Buddha* by a guy named Jerry Lynch, who's who's worked with um, major sporting teams in the states, Mm -hmm. um, like um, uh, NBA basketball teams and the like. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Because I always thought, because like the 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 main Buddhist concepts, like if you, you know, and I'm I don't sort of look at at Buddhism other people necessarily is a religious thing like it's it, you know it's it's secular right yep. or it can be if that's what you want it to mm-hmm. be and and I always look at, at, at the main teachings and 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 this is what I talk about when when we have have our sessions in terms of how some of those teachings relate to running right because yep. running is just a metaphor for life I reckon yeah absolutely right? I totally um, agree and um the um what am I trying to say?
0: So some of the teachings that you get from Buddha that you share in your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I,
1: I thought, like, there's a correlation, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can write the book, right? And you can say, okay, Buddhist teaching impermanence. This is how impermanence relates to running. Yeah?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Buddhist teaching of karma. This is how karma relates to running. Yeah. right? And I thought, I'll, I if I was clever enough, I would write that book right but i'm not clever
0: enough you are so i'm sorry no i'm not no no,
1: well it's sorry i might be clever enough but my level (laughs) of level of understanding of buddhism isn't Uh, well that's isn't 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 deep enough for me to feel comfortable writing that Mm -hmm. i mean like i i would hate for to write something like that and for my teachers to to read it and go that's all rubbish, but you could and, almost
0: say this is me at the moment because yeah. they're all a work in progress, as we've already talked about. Which is totally. a place we're never going to get to the completed thing. So you yeah. may as well just enjoy the process. Yeah,
1: but anyway, oh, yeah. Jerry Lynch has basically written the book not 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 about not about running the competitive say, but mm-hmm. but in terms of in term in terms of sports, and so that mm-hmm. that's a really good introduction. And the other one that, like, if you want to read, and you might have read already, is kai bretz's book turning right Mm
2: -hmm.
1: which um like kai i've heard of it but i haven't read it yeah um so kai also um was coached by martin fryer and comes from that uh, and kai's absolutely you know he would be in the the top couple of 24 hour runners in australia at the moment Um, and 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 we and we've so we've we just we've had a really good connection it, he came and did one of the super group sessions for us. And, again, I, I said to Kai, you know, and, and it wasn't like we'd been talking and exploring this together. We're totally different paths. Mm. But but if you look at it, it's the same, right? Wow. And so we've got the delirious 200 miler over here next week. Mm-hmm. And Kai's <laughs> coming across from Victoria to run it. Wow. And four or five months ago, Kai uh, shot me a message and said, um, "Are there any of the Mind Focus running guys interested in crewing for me?" Right, and that's it. And that and that's it. Right, because he wants people who are aligned. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and that's where the magic happens too. For mm. with the guys who do Mind Focus running, people will go and and enter an event. But if then if they've got a pacer or a crew who are also part of Mind Focus running, yeah it it just gels you know like everybody knows what everybody's doing and it It just works i love it
0: oh i just love it i'm going to put all the links to all of those things in your like your show notes will just be full of links right now (laughs) no actual writing just links to all these cool things um before um before we wrap up because i've got another west australian actually sorry not west australian uh, South Australian, but another person from Sean to talk to next. <laughs> Michelle Hanlon. Do you know? Oh, no, Michelle. Yeah. Yep. So I've got speaking to Michelle next afternoon. So I'm a bit cool. excited about uh, all of these awesome people that I'm getting to talk to. Um, Very excited to talk to you though. Before we wrap up, I did want to ask a couple more personal questions about your running in particular, yep. just this sort of things that I ask everyone. Yep. Um things like when did you first call yourself a runner can you remember was it when you did the 5k or before that or or after yeah.
1: that oh, look, I look i it's too long ago but I, I i just worry yeah i just worry about it about that definition yeah. you mean like yeah. if, like to somebody like for me if somebody goes in, out and runs they're a runner yep. right like yep. there, there, there is absolutely no question and and at the end of the day what does it matter do you know but,
0: I mean? I mean i agree but it's more about an individuals uh, yeah. and so often i've yeah. had people i know who've been running for you know 40 years and i've asked that question they're like actually i don't call myself a runner i don't think yeah. of myself as a runner or whatever i think yeah. of myself as someone who just yeah. wants to be healthy and i like to move and running's what i choose to do at the moment yeah. if that makes sense so yeah quite an individual yep. thing identity wise um but always surprise me when people say they don't think that they're a runner <laughs> and they might have been running, even if they'd only been running for a couple of years, I don't think it matters. Yep. To me, they, yeah. I see them as a runner, you know, <laughs> which is kind yeah. of interesting too. But
1: also, also, like, I think a lot of, for a lot of people, running defines them. Yeah. And, and I, I think if, if you can let go of that ego part of it, I think it's a really good yeah. thing to me. Uh, Anyway, lucky like you see it. All the people online, all they can post about is, all, you know, yeah. the photos of what they ran yesterday, and and they are the runner. That is them. Yeah, and you know
0: that's right? where. Well, you see it in the news with you know elite sportsmen, and they can't do their sport anymore, and thing the wheels fall off their life. That's where what you're doing with the mindfulness stuff, the mind focused running. Yeah. it's Look taking the the focus off the running, is yeah. it? as the thing is who who you are, but instead, you know, what you, the work that you're doing.
1: I've got a friend who ran Delirious last year and, and won. Um, and, and at the event he, and, and he's a, a meditator. Um, and, and he came up to me afterwards and said, said, that's it. I'm not, I'm not running. I'm not running again. Wow. And he, he, he said, of everybody, you will understand. I said, yeah, no, totally. I understand and he said i've got other things to do you know and 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 I, I just thought fantastic and and just in the last week he sort of he's reached out through he's never been on social media in his life i don't think but all of a sudden he sort of popped up in on social media 12 months later and he's living at Siem Reap which is just outside yep. of Angkor Wat in Cambodia i've been there <laughs> yeah, so he's living there and he's basically Beautiful. said yeah i'm smoking eating and dancing <laughs> Do you know, I like I love it? Do you mean know, like? You know, it's it's. He's a living. Yeah, I don't. I, for me, that like that's what it is. Yeah. You don't let running define you. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's other there's other stuff.
0: Yeah, so you can just be part of it if you choose. I love that. I well, it's about being true to yourself a little bit, like the meditation and the mindfulness nobody even hears their own thoughts anymore as we were saying before so they're not in touch with who they are or what it is that you know is calling them at the moment yeah. a bit spiritual now but yeah yes yeah, so i just i love that oh, she was down my spine um it, it seems like a silly question to ask you now but i
2: just <laughs>
0: ask do you think you how long do you think you'll run for how long do you think running will be in your life but this is it
1: so, when I was running, when I was running full state across Tennessee, right, yeah. running through this ta- this ra- this town called Manchester, and I was with somebody else, um, and the the other runner said, uh, "Laz has another event in this town, and it's called a run for the a race for the ages, right?" and yeah. and 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 the um, the concept is is that you get the number of hours of your age to run, right? So yeah. if you're 60, you get 60 hours, yeah. right? Nice. Right. If you're 70, you get 70 hours, right? And everybody 40 and under gets 40 hours. Right. Okay. Anyway, yep. this thing is massive, right? And people fly in from all over the state, all uh-huh. over the states into Manchester to to go and run their hours around this park. And there's 90 year olds, right? So anyway, I, I, I do a fat ass, a race for the ages with Lazarus Blessing at, along the coast here at Hillary's. And um, we do that uh, first weekend in June. Yep. Um, so, I yeah, my that. goal is to still be doing that when I'm 95.
0: <laughs> we um, When we started our big travels away, my oldest daughter was working in the mines and living in Perth. And we went. We came and stayed for six weeks right near Hillary's. So when I saw the <laughs> Hillary's front yard, icon, I was like, "Oh, I know that. I was, the, he was there for a while." <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I know what you're talking about. It's always yeah. nice when you know, you know, you can get a picture in your head of a place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. I love that. I love that concept too. That's really cool. It, even on this podcast was the first time I'd heard about the backyard and front yard ultras too. That right. Home. Okay. I like. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'll have to get out there and do it. <laughs> actually, the podcast is just helping me stay motivated. Actually, <laughs> irrelevant of anyone else's motivation. Yeah, no, that's
1: right. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe you find your coaching's the same. It helps oh, totally. you stay motivated. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that, what does what does motivate you to keep to keep running? Because you're doing these longer distances. You're you know, running's a part of your life quite a bit by the sound of it. what what motivates you?
1: Look, I I've just had the most amazing experiences running to me, like cultural experiences um, and I, I just want that journey to continue, you know like and and in terms of events, I run so few events these days. Um, you know, like this year I've got. Um, friend and I are running the Pilgrim Trail, uh, which is uh, Perth to a monastery at uh, 180 Ks. And we're doing that out and back. So we're doing that at Easter as a journey run. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, I'm doing a run for the ages in June and then doing Tour de Mont Blanc as a hike with my son uh, in September. So, like, the, the, there's, you know, all of that. i haven't paid race fees to anybody right and (laughs) and and like i might you know so at the end of the year i might do six inch you know and and pay dave kennedy 50 bucks or whatever he charges me um but but that's it like i'm I'm not into events and and i get other people are and like Margaret river ultra is a a big event here Mm -hmm. you know um don't run by rapid ascent but also have these you know lara Pinter and all these other big events yeah. and last last year i had quite a number of the guys i coach went and ran that mm-hmm. and i sat at the finish line i yeah i started to get nervous Do you know like there's so many people and there's music going and and food outlets and i'm thinking oh this isn't me you know yeah. <laughs>
0: Too many people, too social, too much yeah, commerce. Totally. <laughs> it's, totally. it's taking away from the meditation <laughs> quite quickly. Uh, no, I, I totally understand. Um, Of course, for me to ask some people, you know, what they've got coming up, what motivates them, events and stuff. Um, you just rolled off a couple of which were like for some people, once in a lifetime type of distances that they would do. So it it's also, it's interesting, I think. You know what's your new norm is, or what norm you know your norm in your life is, and around the people that you hang out with. Yeah, like
1: I, I, yeah, I love it when somebody asks me, like, you know, uh, is that shop within walking distance? And I'll, I'll define walking distance, you know, <laughs> like I say for me anything within five hundred k.
0: Well, yeah, and, and then there's those people where you say, oh, yeah, I did a marathon on the weekend, and they say, oh, isn't that's about five kilometers, isn't it? <laughs> and you're <Yeah>. like, no. <laughs> a little bit further than five kilometers yeah Yeah, this it's uh it's all in our own reality isn't it yeah um again it would seem like a silly question but how do you think running has improved your life like if you hadn't started running what what's what's that
1: opened uh, up just if i wasn't running i'd be dead perfect (laughs) simple like i would be i know i would have had a heart attack and i'd be gone
0: and you wouldn't have explored this meditation side of would
2: you?
1: No. 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 So that's another one. No. And, and I was talking to, to, to the guys about it um, just last week. Um, in 2008, after running my first ultra, I decided oh, right. that um, I was going to be a triathlete and, <laughs> and I bought a, spent $4,000 on a carbon fibre bike. Wow. And then three months in, um, I punctured the frame, which meant I couldn't ride for six months. No. Um, while I was going through the, the warranty issues and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's when I, I sort of turned to ultra running mm-hmm. um, and ultra running became a thing. And when, when I got the new bike, I sold that. So it's interesting how life happens. Like I, mm. I could be yeah, uh, a triathlete at the moment. Who knows?
0: You'd probably find that white line in the pool quite meditative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was something I was going to do too. That That is another one of those progression things, I think, sometimes. Like a lot of runners, yeah, think about taking on a triathlon or two yeah. at some point. Mm.
1: Yeah, and some come back and some don't. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Turn away. <laughs>
1: it's like that, totally.
2: <laughs>
0: so funny. Um, All right. Rather, I don't want to go through all of my uh, normal questions because, you know, I feel like a normal Um. Interviewee, because you, you're full of such wisdom, and um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I've loved what we have shared, and I think that we could go on actually for another few hours. And maybe I will, um, maybe I will reach out to you soon, and we can have a more focused conversation around some of these topics because I think it would really help people if you're up for it. Sure. And yeah. you agreed there on public. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> Yes. So that's good. (laughs) Is there, before we wrap up though, in a minute, I'll ask you for just some beginner runner tips, but before I do, is there anything about running that in particular or running and running mindset that you wanted to share before we wrap up? Um,
1: Look, I, I, I just, I, I think just knowing that the, the, the two have to totally coexist. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was talking to somebody about it yesterday, <clears throat> and um, you know, with the people I coach, most of the people are, are ultra runners already. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a couple of people sort of moving up to up to up to that, um, but people starting out and running, um, you know, look, I I got quite involved with the catch to 5K community way way back, yeah. and and. I don't I don't know what the percentages are, but I would guess out of every hundred people who would start catch to five k there would be maybe two who are still running six months later you know mm-hmm. like the drop-off rate is so high and 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 so this mindset stuff that that we've been talking about applies equally to people starting out. Mm-hmm um then the you know you're really experienced ultra runners like I've, I'm coaching um one one young guy at the moment who comes from an elite mountain biking background mm-hmm. uh, but um when he started with me he'd only been running for three months yeah uh, and he's a, he's a very good runner um 21 years old and and, but what I love is he's just soaking in all of this yeah. stuff, the meditation, all yeah. the mindset stuff. Wow. And I'm, I'm just, yeah. I, 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 I hope he doesn't listen to this, but I, 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 I just love the fact that he's getting that at that, that really early stage, yeah. and he's getting it. And it's going to be such a massive thing as part of his running from here on. Whatever he does, you know, he's always going to have that. And it's not going to be like that he struggles for 10, 15 years with with mental issues in terms of running and then decides, okay, I better find a solution, like, which is what most people do. He's got it right from the start. And I think everybody starting running has got that opportunity. Combine the two. And yeah, it's magic.
0: It's a tool for every element, every area of your life yeah. as well. Yeah. Like yeah, as you said before, it once you started it, it wasn't just that it helped you running, it helped every part of your life.
1: Totally. And 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 um the satisfaction that I, I get out of the coaching that I do. Um yes, I, I'm satisfied seeing the 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 wonderful stuff that people are doing running, but mm. it's the 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 feedback I get from people in terms of uh, improving their life experiences are far 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 more valuable. Like mm. it's huge. I
0: love it. I love it. All right. Um, before we wrap up, what would you say to someone who came to you and said, "Rob, I I want to start running. What are your tips for beginner runners?"
1: Um. Well, I think that the. There's obviously the one I've just talked about. Yeah. So combine the two, right? Yeah. But the other one is so and, and I, I touch on this with my athletes all of the time and I, I coach like a couple of the, the guys are very elite elite runners, you know, um and and like Australian championships are level runners. Um and and all of those guys I talk about letting go of competitiveness, you know. Interesting. Um, and um, and that that's and for beginning runners, that's that's the that's the, I think if you're going to enjoy running and keep running, you need to let that go, you know. Mm. Because what will start happening? You'll start running and you'll get down to park run, and all of a sudden you feel you need to run a 30 minute 5k, and then that has to become a 25 minute 5k, <laughs> yeah. you know. And you're battling and battling and battling every week, and you're not enjoying it. Do you mean it's it's such a waste of effort, you know? I remember my first 5k race I did was the New Year's Eve run here in in Perth held by the Marathon Club and at the same race where I finished with the cigarette. I I remember being at the start line and looking around at all of these runners and I was in my mid-40s at the time and there was a woman there who would have been in her late 60s and I looked around and I thought at least there's one person I can (laughs) beat here. Guess what? Uh, did, yeah, did, about did two, two Ks in, <laughs> there she went straight past me, right? Didn't watch those <laughs>
0: so, 60-year-old women, I tell you. <laughs> so,
1: so, you know, just just let go of the competitiveness. Oh, you know, just just go and do it and, and just know. And it's it's a long-term journey, you know. Yeah, that's that's it, what it's about, you know. Yeah. It's not about tomorrow or next week. It's You want to be doing this stuff in five years' time. It's and about having th- that
0: tool, putting that tool in the back pocket for the rest of your life
1: totally hmm. yeah
0: hmm. cool I love that when I was um at high school I was track and field champion and King Island District High School and, uh, and so I, I thought I was pretty fast and I was quite fast but then I went to school in Victoria to go to year 11 and 12 and you know it's happening what's coming up I went yes of course I'll go in all the athletic things and um I was just you know middle of the pack. I was like. <laughs> Devastated because I used to win by miles. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I know that feeling. So it, it was very humbling at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I think I kind of yeah. gave up running for about five years.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a great by quote by Sri Chinmoy, uh, and he says, "Peace begins when expectations end." Mm. And uh, like I, I think that's that's wonderful. You know, mm. it's yeah. Um, yeah, yeah,
2: I
0: love it anyway we could talk for hours like i said oh, Rob, we it has been amazing don't jump off straight away because i will also say, say goodbye to you off the recording but okay. it has been amazing and i think i will definitely get you back on because i know there's lots i want to talk about even if nobody else wants to <laughs> but i'm sure, I'm sure they do. <laughs> well that's it that's it
1: it's like that isn't it <laughs> it's
0: all for me i've often said this is my therapy as well so <laughs> again thank you so much you've shared so much wisdom i am sure that everyone not just me will have got lots of stuff out of it so thank you
2: okay
1: fantastic thank you michelle really enjoyed it
0: thank you for listening to the fit mind fit body podcast i'd love to talk to you about your running journey so send me a message on facebook or on the website and let's do it For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co, and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start
2: running. I'll see you soon. Bye.